Well, again, good morning. Um, Ash Wednesday is the beginning of the season of Lent. Now, that word Lent uh, is from the Anglo-Saxon word for springtime. Literally, it means the lengthening of days. And doesn't that sound beautiful right now? The lengthening of days. What a blessing. What a grace from the Lord. Today, uh, Lent signifies a time of preparation, a time of reflection, of growth, and of renewal and change. Ash Wednesday may be a day that you faithfully observe every year, or maybe for you, um, you only are aware of Ash Wednesday because because it comes pre-printed on your calendar. Regardless, today um, we have an invitation, an opportunity for all of us to borrow from hundreds of years of, of church tradition as we focus on God, and for, for some of us, it might be a new and fresh way. Ash Wednesday brings to the center two main themes of our life together and of our faith with God. The first is mortality. We don't talk about our own mortality very often, but Lent and Ash Wednesday specifically is an opportunity for just that. Um, recall the scene in the Garden of Eden for a second. Uh, Genesis chapter 3, Adam and Eve had had just sinned. Sin had entered, entered the world, right? And they had broken the, the one rule God had given them, the one restriction not to eat of that particular fruit. And then came the consequences of their actions. And part of that, Genesis 3.19 says, by the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. From dust you are, and to dust you will return. A poignant reminder for us. We share that fate, the fate of our ancestors in the garden. Our, our world, and, and, and at that moment, um, sin entered in. It became subject, our world became subject to, to decay and deterioration and disintegration and, and death. And indeed, our own bodies are subject to that death a return to dust. The second theme of Ash Wednesday um, is repentance. You know, throughout Scripture, we see ashes used as a sign of repentance. Daniel, in the Old Testament, as he and the nation of Israel were, were exiled in Babylon, he repents on behalf of his people, and he's reading Jeremiah, the prophecy in Jeremiah, and, and he knows that uh, the, des- desolation, the, the desolation of Jerusalem will last for 70 years, and, and he repents. From Daniel 9, 3 through 6, So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting and in sackcloth and in ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keeps his commandments. We have sinned and done wrong. We have been wicked and have rebelled. We have turned away from your commands and your laws. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings and princes and our ancestors and to all the people of the land. In the Old Testament, the word for, for, that's used for human repentance is, is much more than, than feeling sorry. It's much more than, than changing one's mind, but, but rather a turning around, a complete alteration of, of the basic trajectory and motivation of one's life. It's a return to a dependence on God. 
And I love that, that part, that, that it's a return to a dependence on God. It's not so much a, okay, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do better next time. You know, it's not a, I swear I'll try harder. It's about a posture. It's less a strengthening Um, It's less a holding on tight to our own effort, and it's more uh, a letting go. It's more a pursuing intimacy with Christ over performance. You know, when I was uh, a young boy growing up in my small town, um, we uh, we went fishing, my friends and I. There was a small river or creek that that ran through our town, and, and there were trout in there, and there were lots of other things in there, too. Um, most often, we didn't catch any trout, but we would often catch things like tires or old mittens or things like that. Um, but I remember one day, my friend and I, we went fishing. We were hoping for trout. And uh, the first fish that I caught wasn't a trout. It was, um, I don't know, we called it like a sucker. I don't know if that's the real name, but it, we called it a sucker. It had one of those mouths that were shaped downward, and it had the big mouth. It was like this bottom feeder kind of thing, and, and it had sharp, pointy, like, barbs on its face that made it really hard to get off the line, right? Um, and I was, I was mad because it was a sucker and not a trout. And, and so um, my friend and I, we were like, hey, you know what would be funny? Um, and, and this is where, uh, I don't know if this is normal. This is maybe normal for for. for boys of that age, but we, we thought it would be funny to, um, to take the sucker off the line, and there was a birdhouse on a tree nearby, and we thought we'd, we'd stick the fish into the hole of the birdhouse. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to come home at the end of the day and have a big giant fish lying in my house. I remember that evening feeling crushed crushed under the weight of guilt and shame, really. And why? Well, looking back, I think it was an example of, of, of my participation in the death and destruction that, that entered the world uh, back in Genesis. You know, it was, it was senseless. It was unnatural. It was contrary to God's command for us to um, steward creation and take care of it. And since then, I've realized again and again and again that we humans are in such need of forgiveness. And we have a God who invites us to repent and to return to our dependence on him. Ash Wednesday, and indeed the whole season of Lent, uh, it's a time that that we're invited to pay particular attention uh, to this area of our heart and to this discipline of repentance. And there's good news for us right, that this repentance leads to forgiveness. Literally good news, gospel news, in fact, that after Ash Wednesday comes Easter. After death comes resurrection. After our old self comes our new life. We will return to dust. Our bodies, our world, they're subject to decay and to death. But that's not the end of the story for us who believe in Jesus We have been given the Holy Spirit. We've been made into a new creation and we're invited into an everlasting adventure with Jesus on a new earth with new bodies. That's the promise. 
But the blessing of the promise comes through the process of repentance. And let's use this moment, let's use Ash Wednesday, let's use this season of Lent as an opportunity to do the the hard work of repentance here and now. I want us to have an opportunity to do that today um, in this space together. A time to reflect, a time to pray. For, for you who um, would want to, you're, you'd be able to receive ashes today. And maybe that's an unfamiliar practice for you, and that's okay. Um, there is no forcing this. You're not required to participate. But, I, but it is an invitation for you to consider. During these next couple songs, you'll have an opportunity to, to engage in the following ways here in this room. Uh, first, we do have uh, Student Life staff who are here this morning who who want to pray with you. Um, They'll be stationed um, over uh, in that corner and over in that corner and down here in the front corner. Uh, If you'd like to pray with with someone, please please go and find them. Also, the receiving of ashes. Um, We'll have uh, student life staff stationed here down in front, two stations and and two at the uh, intersections of the aisles in the rear. Come and, and, and receive ashes, uh, either on your forehead or, or, if you'd rather, maybe on the back of your hand or your wrist. Um, if you wish to receive the ashes on your wrist, uh, just approach, approach with your arm extended, and they'll know not to put it on your, your forehead. And thirdly, uh, another opportunity for you to engage in the next moment is just from your seat. Just sit and reflect and pray. Um, use the prompts on the screen to guide your thoughts. And so I invite you, I invite us now uh, to join, join me in this uh, really an act of courage, an act of courage as we bring to mind our sins, as we invite the, the searchlight of God, of his love, to probe the darkest places of ourselves and of our world. And let's reflect and pray during this time. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ Jesus was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we've been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. I just want us to to spend a moment, and I want... I want, I, want, I want us to pick one of these that's, that will stick with us today. Just an invitation for us to, to select one of these four that, that might go with us from this space today. And while you think about that, um, let's have a word of prayer together as we close. God, your grace and your mercy are are amazing gifts to us and the new life that we are offered. God, I just am so thankful 
for that. But God, the road to that blessing is, is through repentance. Only God, from our, from our turning back to you, are we able to be embraced fully by you. And as we enter the season in preparation for the resurrection and celebration of, of what you've done for us, God, I just pray that these days would be marked by reflection, that we would take time to, to engage in the discipline of, of examining our own hearts on a daily basis. And so God, in so doing, fill us up God, may we know your near presence day by day. In your name we pray, amen.